Hello and welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I am your host, Kareen Cash, and today we are just going to dive right into a Praying Wife group session. I do pray that you are all blessed. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I do pray for everyone. Hey, morning. I do pray that everyone is having a good morning thus far. Some of us may just be waking up, but that's okay. Um, but getting ready to start the day. This morning, um, I just quickly wanted us to talk about something that the Lord laid on my heart, and it is distractions. Distractions. As we all know, distractions are a part of life, and they can come in any and many forms, from social media notifications to unexpected interruptions to our own thoughts, our own worries, Life can be full of distractions, and these things can pull us away if we're not careful from the things that are truly important. And one of the most important things in our lives is our relationship with God. But it can be easy, very easy, to let distractions consume our time, consume our attention. And if we are not careful before we know it, we've left little room for spending time with God. And so distractions pull us away from the important things. It, it makes it difficult for us to stay focused on our goals and our priorities. But we have to remember that our relationship with God is not something that can just be put on the back burner. It requires time. It requires effort. It requires commitment. And making time for God is not just about you know, checking off a to-do list or trying to fit it in our busy schedules, but rather it's about developing this intimate relationship with God. It's about taking time each day to hear God's voice and to make him the center of our lives. And so though we know that distractions are all around us, the good news is we can overcome distractions and make time for what truly matters. And this morning, I just wanted to give us a few you know, practical and mental tips on how we can overcome these distractions, because I hear God saying there's a lot of things that we're all going through in our own individual lives, a lot of things that come up. And, you know, sometimes we start out with the best intentions, but all of a sudden it's like the time is just gone. We, 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 we can't, we, we can't do the things that we wanted to do. We can't spend that time, you know, and, and really, I truly understand the Bible when it says, you know, the heart is the, the spirit is willing with the flesh is weak. And it's like, so we have to start to learn how to just overcome these things that constantly come at us on a, First, on a daily basis. And so one of the, the tips I want to give us all is that it's important that we learn to set aside dedicated time every day for prayer and reflection. Now, we've been saying this and we will continue to say this because it's very important. You have to set aside a time, a time that you can stick to every single day consistently for prayer and reflection. And if you miss a day, you miss a week, you miss a month, don't stop. Find if, if that day didn't work, find another day. Just continue to try 
to do this, to find that time that you're like, this is my prayer and reflection time. And if you have to talk with your spouse, if you have kids and say, I just, I just need you to watch the kids for a couple of minutes, or, or even if your time is when you're in the bathroom and that's your, your solitude time, find a time consistently that's within your routine that you set aside and you say, this is my prayer time and my reflection time. It could also be as simple as waking up a few minutes earlier every morning or taking a few minutes out of your lunch break during the middle of the day to read a scripture and to pray. We have to establish a consistent routine. And that's why I say not only just take it, take a specific time, but make it part of your routine, because when it becomes part of something you do all the time, you will start to do it without even thinking about it. And so routines are going to be important to help you stick to a daily practice. So the first thing is just set aside that time. Um, Another tip is you want to set specific goals and achievable goals. I know we talked a a bit about SMART goals a while back, and it's important that we have them at the beginning or the end of every year. We do the vision board. That's important um, because you need to make sure that you have a clear idea of what it is you want to accomplish. So it's easier to stay focused and avoid distractions. Create a a schedule or a to-do list and, and stick with it. You know, I talked to you guys about that all the time, every single day, and I promise you every day, I have a book and a schedule, a to-do list of all of the things I need to do that day. As a matter of fact, at the beginning of every month, I have a master to-do list and I write out literally everything that I know in my head I need to be done, not just the things for that day, because you know we have things that we have to do that's gonna take longer than a day. It might take longer than a week, but it's important that we still have those things written out so that it can help guide us. And so every single day, what I do is create a to-do list for that day from that list right? And so it helps you to stay on track. It helps you to prioritize the things that you need to do. And know that this this goes beyond um, just spirituality and taking time out for God and for prayer. This is just even to help you in your day-to-day. And so create a list. Make sure that you, you stick to what it is you want to accomplish. And then throughout the day, I know some of us are working from home, Um, And some of us still go into work, but make sure you're taking regular breaks throughout the day. Sometimes if you start to feel overwhelmed in the middle of your day, your mind is in overdrive and in overload and it needs that time to decompress. So start to take some regular breaks so you can recharge and you can come back with a renewed energy and focus. Find, say, five, 10 minutes of your day and you're saying, you know, I'm just going to go on a walk and I'm just going to talk with God. I'm just going to relax my mind. Find that time. It's important. We take breaks for granted, but it's very, very, very important that it's something that we work into our everyday routine. Another tip is to eliminate distractions in your environment. Okay, so we have to watch what distractions are coming in and our environment. So turning off notifications on your phone. There, I'm pretty sure they use psychology <laughs> when they came up with little red notification bell or the little ding 
that we hear because it drives you crazy and you feel like I have to answer every single notification, every single thing I need to see, like it drives you nuts. That was done on purpose. <laughs> but we have to start being militant and strategic and understand that, wait, these are distractions. Let me turn off this notification. Close unnecessary tabs on your computer. This goes for me. I know, especially I'm, I'm at work. I don't know if everybody works on a computer like I do, but I usually have like 50, 60 tabs. That's not healthy. <laughs> and so, you know, God's like, close some unnecessary things. Create a quiet environment, a quiet and organized workspace, organized home. That's another thing. We'll talk about that at some point. Um, not saying that your home has to be perfect because God knows mine is not, but you want to make sure that it's at least organized so where it doesn't become a distraction and it, it doesn't become overwhelming to you. Another thing is it's important that we practice mindfulness to be aware of your thoughts, be aware of your emotions. The enemy will attack you first in your thoughts and the things that come into your mind. And then when those thoughts start to take root, then they start to produce either actions or feelings. And so we have to make sure that we, like the Bible say, take captive every thought and make sure that it lines up with the word of God. And if you find yourself getting distracted by negative thoughts, by worries, refocus your mind on what's happening right now. Take a few deep breaths. Remember that God said in his word for us not to worry, that he takes care of the sparrows, that he feeds them, that he clothes them, and we are even much more valuable than they. Find a scripture that you can attack the thoughts that are coming at you and trying to distract you. Another way we can overcome distractions too is to limit the amount of time we spend on distractions, right? So being mindful of how much time we're spending on social media, I know that's a big one for some of us, how much time we're spending on watching TV, on browsing the internet, we have to make a conscious effort to decrease that time because you know that they're a distraction. If the enemy can have you sit down and binge watch a show for hours and hours and hours, that's hours and hours and hours. He's just stolen from you that you could have been spending time in your word, growing more in your faith, getting to know more of the things that God has called you to do. Even being an example to someone else, ministering to someone else, it's a distraction that's stealing away our time. And so we have to make sure that we recognize what those distractions are and we limit the time that we're spending on it so that we can create more space in our lives to spend time with God and do the things that God is calling us to do. And we have to be aware of the little things or that even the normal things that the enemy will use to try to distract us. Unforgiveness can be a distraction. Constant requests with people, hey, can you do this for me? Uh, can you do that for me? Can you take this one this way? Can you do... This can be a distraction because it fills up your calendar. It fills up your to-do list. It, it makes it so you have no room to say yes to God because we're busy saying yes to everyone else. We have to, as the Bible says, not be ignorant of the devil's devices and his schemes. He will use anything big, little, small, things that you probably wouldn't even think is a distraction as something to distract you. So we have to make sure that we are on guard at all times. Pray and ask God to reveal what are the things that are distractions in my life? What are the things that, that the enemy is using to keep me away from you, to keep me away from spending time to develop who I am, to become more of you? Because things may look on the surface as though they're okay, but they're really a scheme and a device. And if you look up that story 
Um, I have to remember where it is, but this Bible study, you guys can look it up. When Paul was talking to the church and, and right where it says, you know, be not ignorant of the devil's devices, he was talking to them about unforgiveness. There was somebody in the church that was doing something or did something wrong and they shunned him and they gave him this just punishment. But Paul said, okay, enough of that now. Now it's time to restore him. Now it's time to forgive him. Otherwise the devil may creep in and we should not be wary of the devil's devices. So yes, he can use unforgiveness as something to keep you distracted and keep you away from what God has for you. And so this morning, I'm really just praying that God will continue to, to help us to be successful in overcoming distractions, to help us to achieve the goals that we have spiritually and mentally and physically and emotionally. And may God bless us all as we all are taking this journey to make him uh, a central part in the things that we're doing, to level up as we're saying. And so that is that is my piece this morning. I pray that you guys are blessed. Open floor. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Oh, the conviction is real. <laughs> <laughs> so the part where you were talking about even like you know having an organized space I think in my mind I sometimes I get comfortable in how my house is it's not the best or the cleanest or the neatest even pre-kids I'll be honest I mean but I know too recently my husband has made me aware that you know he just there's certain things that he can't abide something as simple as seeing like a lot of dust I mean the way to hear him tell it he doesn't ever see dust when he goes to anyone else's house but our house has gathered all the dust in the world so I've made a conscious effort to do a little better with the dusting but that's his way of saying like he does not do well with cluttered looking disorganized spaces and so that's something that I think as it is in the natural so it is in the spiritual when there's a lot of clutter, like you said, it, it's very distracting and it's frustrating. And then to another distraction for me, oh, I've, I've long since disabled notifications, not even just the sound of something coming in, but even the little red, you know, number on any of my icons. Yeah. Since I got this new phone my husband bought me for Mother's Day last year. I didn't even set out to do it that way. It wasn't with that intention, but it's been beautiful because the sound, I always had that gone, but just literally not even seeing the little red on the little Facebook icon or something else on, oh, some of them have it, but it's been a game changer. So highly recommend that. But for me too, probably my biggest distraction, reading, like not my Bible, like reading for pleasure because it, it's a very, very pleasurable thing for me. So I've had to, even in this fast that we're still doing with our church, basically I had to turn off my Kindle and it's killing me. <laughs> But I said I want to set aside the time because literally, ladies, hours, hours of my day are spent reading. So, yes, I find that I make the time to read my word. Sure. But if I had to show how much I'm reading in my word, how much I'm reading in my non-word, spiritual though it may be, Christian though it may be, nothing bad that I'm taking in per se, but it's just it takes up a lot of time. So even after I come out the fast, it's not going to be like pick up where I left off. It's going to be to try to balance that out because it becomes a distraction. So when I say the conviction is real, what did Paul say? I'm the chief sinner. That, that's, that's what I'm Jeez. saying this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Amen. And it is so true again. And that's, that's something that he 
can use even as a skin to be like, well, it's just reading. Like, you know, and like you said, it's sort of Christian anyway. So it's fine. But when your mind and your life is consumed and every solitary time that you have, you're doing something that's not edifying you, that's not even, you know, having you go and read some, whatever it is, it's a distraction. And so we have to make sure that we, we stay on, on guard with that. Oh, and before um, I guess anyone else, I just want to say something else too, because you mentioned the dust, <laughs> the dust in an unorganized home. And we'll probably do a session just about this one, just about staying organized. And I can tell you, I struggled with that for a long time. I mean, even to, to now, it's like not as crazy as it was before. Um, but God had to say, yes, if you are disorganized in your home it affects it affects your mindset like it it really really does like clutter either you get frustrated with it or it's something like okay I gotta clean that I gotta clean that and you spend more time thinking about all the things you need to clean than actually cleaning it up and then it leads to aggravation it can lead to stress and so it's like we have to make sure do the things and it's not saying to keep a clean and pristine home at every second of the day. No, that's not realistic, but making sure that it's at least organized or you're spending saying, even if you have a day or two days out of the week, you're like, okay, those two, that's my cleaning days. And so on that particular day, I'll get up and make sure to put the stuff away or develop a routine. Now my routine, after I take the kids in to school in the morning, I'll come right back. I'll open up all of the windows in the house. I'll go and make everyone's bed. Like I made it a part of my routine. So now that it's not something like it's to-do list. It's just what I do. And so we'll probably even try to have different sessions where we talk about organized and things to help us throughout our days. But yes, thank you for saying that. Anyone else before we go into prayer? Yes, that is a big one (laughs) for a lot of us. I I can tell you, I don't remember how many years ago that I really realized how distracting social media is. Now it's crazy because for my job, we actually sell social media ads and social, like it's like, it's a product for us. And I, for businesses, it's great. Right. Um, But for individuals, it literally can consume your entire life. Like when I go to the store or even if I'm an event and I look around, I always try to make it a point just to look and be, first of all, be aware of my surroundings, but just to look to see what people do when they're actually waiting for something. Or And nine times out of 10, at this point, nine and a half times out of 10, they're on their phone, they're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And people can spend hours... I, here's an exercise for those of you even who's struggling with this. Try to put a timer on, like just whenever you notice that you're about to go on social media, just take a note of the time. Just try to try your best to take a note of the time. And then when you decide to put it down, take a note of the time again. And if you do this every time, I think you'll be amazed at how many hours, because <laughs> it might be three minutes here, 10 minutes there, 30 minutes here, how much time you're spending on this platform And what you're doing when you're on it, because the only thing we can do on social media is look and see how other people are living their lives. And then when we do that, we're like, oh, this person did that. Oh, this person has that. Oh, this person. And then that starts to feed into your mindset. And now either you're feeling some kind of a way, whether you're feeling depressed, you're feeling overjoyed, you're feeling a little bit like, um, 
what's uh what's that commandment we shouldn't do like envy or whatever it is and you might not even think like oh no i'm not envious i'm not this but you're constantly feeding this to yourself and you're seeing the things and you're like well if that person's doing that oh good for them but you're good for them is kind of like a man i really wish that was me and so we have to be so very careful because the enemy is loves social media more than you. Always remember that, okay? Social media can be a place for good because we can share about God's love and we can do that. But most people aren't doing that all the time. It's also a playground for the enemy to get into your mindset. Again, he starts with your mindset. And so it's the things that you're allowing to enter into your mind. And how does that happen? You see something, you read something, and now boom, there's a thought. Well, maybe if I had done this, I could have what that person has. Oh, maybe I should do that. And guess what? Distraction upon distraction upon distraction. So just remember when you're on social media, you're in the devil's playground. He's He loves it just like you, smiling on the side. And so we have to make sure even if, if it's a prayer, like you said, God, help me to overcome the distraction of social media. Not saying that you don't have to be on it at all, but you definitely shouldn't be on it a lot. And when you're on it, Check and see what's happening. What are you doing? Why do you feel the need to have to be on there constantly, constantly, constantly? So Axel, make it a prayer. God, help me to overcome this distraction. Help me to know times when I just need to turn it off, times when I don't even need to go on it. If it is, like I said, with turning off the notifications, um, she's done it and it's worked. Try that. Try, try whatever it is. But know that when you recognize that you have this, I'd say at some point an addiction to social media, because some people are to that point, they won't admit it or even understand that they are, but they are. When you get to that point, it's like, God, I have to break this. I have to use this time to spend with you. Use this time. And sometimes if it takes a, okay, you challenging yourself and saying, whenever I feel like I want to go on social media, I will pick up my Bible instead, or I will open up a Bible app instead and see how much time you get to open up your Bible app. <laughs> if you did that every time, instead of going to social media, you would be shocked probably um, of how much time you get to spend in your word. That's all I have for today. Good morning, ladies. Have a fantastic, awesome day. Beware of distractions and let's continue to go in God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife podcast. I do pray that you were blessed by the ladies of our Praying Wife group. I just actually want to invite you. You can tune in or join our sessions. We meet every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The, the time zone is very important. And if you need to know exactly where to go, it's a Zoom session. You can find us on Facebook or even on the website and you can get the Zoom info there. We would love to have you join us. But as always, please remember that you are beautiful, you are powerful, you are made in the image of God and you are loved. We will see you again next time.